Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. And now your host, John Cooler. Hello, Mustang fans, and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host, John Clore, and as the Enthusiast Communications Manager for Ford Performance, I hope that you are reading my efforts in the Enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com every week. And as always, my co-host is none other than longtime club president and Mustang hobby and industry guru, Mike Ray, who is known in the Enthusiast world as the King of Connections. So Mike, tonight... We're going to invite our listeners to sit down and get comfortable, if you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. We uh, we have one of the most successful women in the automotive industry with us tonight, so it's going to be a pleasure. Well, we're talking about none other than Nicole McElroy of Recaro Automotive. That's right, Recaro. So you guys can take a seat right now and listen to some wonderful talk about what makes Recaro Automotive so special when it comes to the Ford Mustang. Nicole, welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we are so excited as we are going into our 60th anniversary uh, for Car Automotive as a seating company. And we have basically 44, almost 44 years coming up here uh, with the Mustang in particular, starting out at the Indianapolis 500. So uh, really exciting on how, you know, what was a concept turned into a reality and then a long-term partnership with our our friends at Ford. Well, you didn't, Mike, you didn't even tell me that Recaro's beaten the Mustang by one year, 1963. So they're already hitting their 60th and we got to wait till next year. But Mike, how did you come across Nicole? um, You know, we met through the channels. I think the first time me and Nicole met was at the, um, it was, well, it was something for SEMA out at, um, was it at Brembo, Nicole? It was at Brembo. So, uh, yeah, well, that's yeah. the first time I actually got to meet her in person. Yeah, we. so what we do, um, a big component of like brands, keep brands together, and they help their partners grow. And in doing so, we are continuously uh, partnered with uh, Brembo and Michelin and all these different uh, brands that uh, – speak performance and you want to make sure that there's uh, good relationships between everyone so that you can help foster your, the right things for you, your partners, such as Ford uh, to be able to promote and help uh, get the engagement out there and people to understand what, you know, why it's important to be in these products. Well, it's yeah, John, to... I was, uh, I was with Celine at that time and okay. um, I met her and it was, a, it was a SEMA town hall that they held at Brembo and, uh, and we just started talking, and God, we knew all the same people, and uh, it was kind of cool. So we kind of clicked that way, and uh, the rest is history, as they say, right? <laughs> well, hmm. Nicole and I know for a fact that when it comes to like driving performance cars, you know, Mike, let's face it, American cars didn't always have great seats. And I was just telling her before we came on tonight, you know, the I was brought up in that era where vinyl, slippery vinyl bench seats meant that when your brother was driving, you'd wind up smashing him in the shoulder one minute, then hitting the door panel on the other side the other minute. <laughs> yep. And and if I'm wrong, I mean, correct me on this, Nicole, but was the first year in Mustang with the Recaro seats, was that 1979? It was. And okay. then it grew from there. 
And ironically, we were the first ever to put bolsters in seats. And, and that's what we call our history of first. We did a lot of first things that were thinking about the customer and what their needs would be uh, as they grew with the vehicles and you got more and more performance coming in and then on track and knowing what is right for safety, comfort and ergonomics and fatigue. Uh, so that that was the start of the genesis of, you know, growing the seats to where they are today and a lot of other, you know, vehicles that benefit fit from it, right? They get, you know, memory. We take that for granted in seats now. Even if it's even if it's mechanical memory, it's there. But it took somebody to think about it. And, mm -hmm. and you guys sure forced a lot of the OEMs, Nicole, into thinking about bolstering and keeping people in place because really even in the sports cars, without your seats being around, nobody would have had anything to compare to. And they um once they got a taste of what a Wakaro seat was and how much more enjoyable it is to drive those cars in anger. Um, it's, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Place and you're grounded. And the other thing too is it really makes you feel what the vehicle is doing. And there's a, you know, we, we, we joke about with a Ford um, and when we go to different events and they have us demonstrate how to get in and out of your Mustang and how to get in and out of your Recaro C if it's, a OEMC or if it's even one of our free shells and it's really about locking in your hips and that point is where you have connection to your vehicle and it allows you to feel what your vehicle is going to do and it allows you to drive it even more precise because you are that connected well just like shoes you know right? you're 100 percent right and you know I, as I mentioned to you before you know my career uh, my automotive side started at Auto Week and it, it was uh, really the import brands that would feature, you know, Recaro seats, and we got spoiled with them. And then, you know, when you came out with OEM, it was, oh, man, man, you could get into a Ford Mustang. We thought that was a one-and-done deal, you know, for a specialty model. And But you guys eventually wore down the American public into believing, hey, there's a lot to be said for being comfortable, being supported. Uh, the, the way you feel in that seat really determines how much enjoyment you get out of driving. Yeah, and I and I enjoy mine all the time when that when it hits above fifty degrees. So my Mustang. So I have, <laughs> Wait I have a minute. What? I now, have you have to tell us what kind of Mustang do you have? So I have a specially built a number five is the is what it is of an RTR Spec Five. Oh, wow. uh, so wide body kit uh, goes above six fifty horsepower, and it is absolute dream. And I have specially made Recaro seats that are in it um, that my team did to showcase how we could do even some evolution of, of existing product. Um, but it really allowed me to understand what our customers are experiencing. And it gave me ways to work with the team and our team to look at ways that we can even do things better uh, for our customers. Well, you don't just talk the talk, you walk the walk then with that kind of car. I, I was thinking you're going to say, you know, you had a, a beat up old 66 or something. <laughs> I, I want, I want an old one too, because I want to put some classic lines. In there. <laughs> like, sure you do. <laughs> no. So Mike, here's the issue we have, you know, that people out there, um, you know, they, they get, you know, this, the automotive seats are getting better and better because we do have Recaro in the market and the, the guys with the performance vehicles, you know, the boss 302s and, you know, a lot of the SVTs, you know, they, they, they want this feature um, as a salesman, don't you think, Mike, have you kind of seen the word Recaro just winds up on people's lips when maybe 
10 years ago, they may not even known about them. Oh, absolutely. It's a household name for sure. And which is a great thing for the brand, right? For brand awareness. So, um, yeah, everybody, when they're getting performance vehicles, GT 500s and all that, they definitely want them with the Recaro seats in there. And, uh, you know, like I said, if you've ever sat in them, you know how those seats hug you and just makes you feel, you feel sporty. I guess you could say you're like, you know, you're, you're ready to race is where it is. So, um, yeah. And with her car from, uh, working with Vaughn, I know it's one of one of one and just absolutely incredible. And, uh, Nicole, we had Vaughn on with us at one of our past episodes as well. Oh, he's such a nice man. Um, I, I have to say, so I came into Recaro in 2017 ish, uh, when it was owned by another company. And, um, basically it was looking at how was it currently being managed? Um, what could we do with it and what made sense? And so then I was lucky enough to go with a team and take it private. Um, and when I say private, meaning that, you know, being able to really bring the dreams to life and reconnect with our, our customers in a different way and, and also help, uh, unite people when I say unite people, meaning, so for example, they weren't doing anything at SEMA. They weren't doing anything at motorsports and it was just your very basic, um, for the, for the United States in particular. And so we started going back to, you know, have a partnership with IMSA. Um, we are doing stuff with some other organizations this year that will come out and really starting to go and, and make sure that we are the right partner for for our partners as well. Because, you know, in IMSA, you have Mustang Racing, right? They're they're there in the in the GT4 series. And right. so you want to make sure that you're there too to support and show fans that this is something that is connected. And it will continue to grow as we continue to do more things. I know uh, we have Alana that's on, on the team. She's been going to some of the Mustang events as well um, to foster relationships with the owners because it's important to us. Um, it's not just, uh, you know, just being there to be there. It's being there to listen and understand what we need to do to support. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, that's, you know, for us in this industry... You know, we we look at we hear Ricaro. A lot of people thought it was just for racing seats. You started doing the um, car seats before you did the racing seats. I know that in '65, was it? You did a you could get a retrofit seat for the first time. Your company was only a year old, and you're already offering you know a Ricaro retrofit to OEM products, yeah. which kind of blew people away. And then yeah. and you did the um, was it um, uh, like I think it was '74 when the Mustang Two came out. That's that's why I remembered it. Yeah. When you guys first started doing, you did racing seats for the racing industry. 
Yeah, we did. And we and we're actually on an evolution of that right now. So um, we are working to bring out the next generation of racials. And in doing so, you know, it takes investment. And so, yes, you see us out there, but you're not, not at the level we will be uh, in the future um, mm-hmm. because we put a lot of investment into the new products. And we just came out and we're going to be launching here in the, in the summer is a sports seat. And as you mentioned in our history, the first seat that came out was the sports seat and with a Z in it. Right. And, <laughs> and, and that was uh, the first aftermarket seat. And so taking that thought and nod to history, we, this new evolution of where we're going with seating structures and, and power seats and in, in the aftermarket, when I say power, I mean, power bolsters, power, everything, low block heights, um, low, and actually low weights, uh, to be able to not lose what you have, but actually gain extra features and functions without having to gain that weight. So really thinking smart about ways like, could you imagine having more leg room in the back seat because you have a thinner seat or you have a more track travel for right. you being able to sit further back for, for t- people as tall as Mike? Yeah, hey, Mike's a big boy. He's well, a big boy. But I got to tell you, Nicole, uh, that brings up a lot of people talked about Ricardo. Well, they, they did bucket seats. and uh, what, So can you explain, like, what is that? You call it a shell seat. What makes that shell seat idea so different? than say the typical bucket seat that American manufacturers made for years and years until you guys developed this shell seat concept. So there's, so there's a shell seat. Um, when, when I'm talking shells, I typically am talking racing shells. And that means that it's a, it has no recline to it. Now we do have what's considered like a hybrids where it will be a base um, seat frame and then it'll have a shell um back to the the seat but it'll have a nice soft um comfy front side to it and so in our new sports seat that's coming out that is unique because the fact that it the structure within it allows us to go thinner and we still have the mechanics in it so that allows you to be able to have things that the mustang owners have asked for in certain things so um, when they're going on long drives such as I want adjustable bolsters. I want to open up when I'm not having to be on the track. Um, I want to, you know, have less squeeze, as you could say. Uh, I want to be able to uh, reach my legs out a bit more because I I need further travel. And those are the things we're paying attention to. And as we go forward, those are things we're going to continue to work with our customers and, and partners to make sure that we're addressing the needs. And with a shell, the the new shells that are coming out, you know, new ways of looking at how to do recyclability in shells. We just mm-hmm. launched our, and we'll come in out here in the summer, is our new race shells that have recycled carbon fiber in it, and they're made here in the United States. Wow. So they're made. Um, really trying to look at things for, just from different perspectives. And the team's done a great job. No, I, I'm telling you, we, we, we know it. Uh, I, when I sit in a Recaro seat and I, I get out of the car and I look at Mike, I tell him, boy, I need to go on a diet. No, but that's um, no, no I'm, but those those things do hold you. And let's face it, when, when a lot of our buyers track their cars, and maybe getting in and out of the car just to go grocery shopping is one thing. But they, when they drive a performance model, they want to be able to drive it and track it and have a seat that does all that work for it. Do you guys have to do all of the testing and certification and doing the crash tests and strength and I mean all that work for the OEMs? 
So we work with them in, in partnerships. Um, typically, because um, the way, for example, the way Ford does it right now, it's their base structure and we build on top of it. So in vehicle homologation, not so much because it's already a set uh, standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's then uh, them testing the seats on track and stuff and making sure that they're having the right ergonomics um, for what you need it to do for the different targeted heights and weight categories that they have for that particular buyer. Um, for our stuff that we're doing in the aftermarket, we are actually doing all the homologation. So what that means is we are doing it for the, in particular, this new seat structure, mm-hmm. we're doing it to the highest spec of any OEM, meaning that if, if Ford has one that's higher than their competition, we're doing it to theirs. If it's not, if theirs is maybe equal or slightly below, we're doing it to the other one because we want to make sure that we can pass everything. And that's important because there's all different types of buyers and, uh, and you're going to put it in older cars to new cars and we need it to long, last. Oh yeah. Hey Mike, do you use the lumbar support? <laughs> yes, as much as possible. <laughs> and uh, in my older age, it's getting more and more common. <laughs> that's for sure. Your older age. <laughs> so Nicole, how did you um, become a, and not, you know, not even maybe not career wise, but how did you become a fan of Mustang or, you know, they always say everyone has a Mustang story. So what was your first Mustang story that you remember? So they, ironically, they had me do this recently um, with the, the Mustang team. And so I used to cruise Owasso, Michigan, and uh, that was a sexy car, right? <laughs> it was a sexy car. And then I was like, wow, that's cool. And then I ended up dating somebody that had a Mustang because he had the car. Um, and I was like, wow, this, and well, the cool part was, is they had fleets of cars. So I got to drive whatever I wanted to. And I got to, you know, track into a quarter mile and that made me smile. And um, you also, I am very grounded in where I come from. So meaning that it's American muscle, it's, it's into ingenious engineering that happens here and that's cool oh we love it too but uh, you know i have to admit uh, it's great to know that you you know earned your stripes uh, cruising and being with mustang enthusiasts out on the road and now you know you're working at the company that can deliver a great seating product for them uh is it true though that you guys mike would probably know this more than me you guys actually do gaming seats for professional gamers? We do. And what? I just I just did another announcement. So NASCAR that's coming up here. Um, there's a lady, there's a group of lady, lady gamers that, um, sim racers, actually drivers, they're real drivers, um, that are going to be doing a race. And uh, we outfitted their stuff for all the drivers to be in the Recaro seats. And that's because, and it's also uh, in partnership with Ford Performance. Uh, I didn't know that when we did it, but it's kind of neat to see the uh, synergies that are going on. Uh, because the thing is, is that even if you're in a sim rig, if it moves or not, mm-hmm. your body moves and you sit there for a good amount of time and you, yep. you get fatigue. And any kind of movement distracts you from having that movement and eye contact and feel of what's going on in the, in the actual sim race. And so we hear from our drivers that use them um, all over the world right now uh, is that it makes a difference if the seat flexes, the seat doesn't flex. So, and it holds them in the right way, just like it would in their race car. Well, Mike uh, told me once that he did have a complaint 
about Recaro seats. Every time you guys would put a set of Recaros at a trade show, he could never <laughs> sit in them because people were just always in them all the time. I mean, that was a brilliant idea. Mike, Mike, did you ever pry you know, it? I, I got a great story. <clears throat> I got a great story. So, and it was SEMA, and I, I want to say it was 2017. Nicole, this, see if this um, rings a bell with you. So I was at Roush at the time, and we were putting um, a car together. And it was, a, John, it was a Roush 729 car. Mm -hmm. And we were working with, obviously, other partners, Anderson Composites. And, um, God, we had um, Brembo brakes and all these other things on there. We needed some Recaro seats. And I called and talked to somebody. I don't think it was Nicole, but I think Nicole was in on this chain. You tell me if you remember this. But I asked for them to have seats, but we were, like, on such a crunch. We needed them, like, in the next day or two. <laughs> and this was in the morning at our SEMA meeting. And literally by 1.30 they were at the Roush building to put into the car. Do you remember that, Nicole? Yeah, and I think also there was, like, looking for a unique fabric to be able to add to the rest of the vehicle. And so, yeah. you know, we had to go ahead and search and quick. And I remember one of my engineers actually put it in their trunk. I actually dropped off some fabric, I think, that night oh, to, to <laughs> the facility. I mean, we all took it. We take it serious. Um, you know, if somebody comes to us and says, hey, we want, we're thinking of this. Um, we don't just pass them off. We all engage because we know that's the right thing to do. And um, even with our customers, uh, we are so fortunate to have such good good um, teammates on our team. And I'll give a shout out to Michelle on the team. She's She does my aftermarket um, customer service line. And then, I, you know, we, we have two and Sonia also um, from the commercial side. And the reason it's important, the two of them, is because they're the ones that field the calls with everyone and they can then, you know, come to us and tell us, Hey, this Mustang owner is asking for this. And we're not just going to pass them off and go, Hey, just go talk to Ford. We're going to go, Hey, this is the things you need to do to talk to Ford. And, and here's how we'll help you go have the conversation with the dealer and, and give you the right words and, and things you need to say so that they understand what you're asking for. And that's important because, you know, as a, as a representative of your, of your partner, and in this case, Ford, you want to make sure that you're handling them just the way Ford would expect you to. Well, well, that brings up another thing. You know, when they're working on, say, a next gen or an upcoming model, um, they have to have you top center in their minds. And you've got to be in on that project uh, early on because car development, like the brand new seventh generation Mustang, um, the 2024 model, they before they can start putting pen to paper, they got to know what they want those deliverables to be. And with a car like Dark Horse. Um, Beautiful, you, isn't it? Oh, it's so gorgeous. Yeah. Do, what do you, when did you guys get in early on the, on those kind of development talks? Do you pitch ideas? How, how do those work, Nicole? Um, I really can't talk about that. But what I'll say is that um, they are, we actually, for the most part, sometimes we just don't know. Um, we just know that there's something that they need and they ask us for certain needs and we deliver them. And, um, it may happen way before we even know that it's happening uh, to be honest. And that, that's okay. They just deserve to have that respect and confidentiality as they're, you know, changing, uh, and evolving a product. And I think it's just being available to help them do it when they need it. Oh, it's a big part of it. And Mike, I bet you, at the dealership, when someone comes in to buy a car, uh, you've got your little checkbook and check marks out. And then when they say Recaro's, 
you're looking down that list to make sure that you suggest those kinds of options when somebody orders a new Mustang. Oh, absolutely. Um, any of the, the vehicles that they're actually optioned in, um, I would say the take rate is literally near 100%. I would say at least 90%. Um, when they're offered in a certain vehicle, then uh, that that's what the take rate is on them. Yeah, and then also those owners, it's been interesting. Uh, as you mentioned, we do, we're doing SIM. We're also doing swivel chairs to have in your home uh, work area. So, uh, or yeah, I've seen your cool desk chair, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> I need one of those for my office. FYI. <laughs> yeah, that's a man cave item, Nicole. Yeah, I I have a man cave. I took over the house. Um, <laughs> but it, it seems to be okay with it, so that's good. Does, um, the, does the seat back have Recaro branding? Yes, it does. And the, yeah, and the one absolutely. is Nurburgring. Oh. Uh, but, you know, you can have that. We, have, we sell them to end consumers and offices and mm -hmm. all different, when I say offices, like, um, where they have like work areas such as a, you know, if it's an office at a dealership, right? And they want to have the conference room, um, just like we do with IMSA. IMSA, if you go to the races and say, if you're one of the partners and you want to have a meeting, they have the Minolta um, conference centers that are mobile trucks that have all the fixings, just like a conference room. And they're outfitted with Recaro seats. And then coming up here, you'll also see, uh, we're working on it, is when the guys are there at the tech areas uh, at the races, they also will be, when they're having downtime in our seats as well, uh, just to continue to, you know, because a lot of the guys, they're working a lot of hours and, and they're on their feet a lot. And to have something that supports you when you go to sit down, it makes a difference, just like it does with soccer players that we do stuff okay. with as well. Well, can you imagine Mike walking into a conference room at any company and then seeing that the... Uh... Seating in the conference room has Recaro seats. That just ups everything up a notch, and you're, you're yeah, I would love it. Yeah, can you? Yeah, so yeah, I guess you're going to call Mr. Gorno and Gorno Ford to have all your seats changed tomorrow. <laughs> First thing in the morning. <laughs> Nicole, that is, it's so take, cool. Yeah, you can just take them over to the PRI garage or the SEMA garage. Yeah, that's right. And, and see all that. Garage, yep. Outfitted, yeah. So uh, you're working on some things in the future. Can you talk a little bit about? some of the ideas you guys are shaking out or you got some announcements coming up we should be listening for? Yeah, so we we will have a, um, as we evolve our product line, a lot of it's around the structure and what's happening there. And, um, you know, for some of it is even bringing on other things. So we announced this past uh, fall going into the winter that we're bringing the, the famous podium seat, which has been very hard to get because it's a very complex product to make. Um, it's a dual-sided um, carbon fiber, beautiful shell. And uh, we're now going to have it in glass fiber. So it's a little heavier, but still does pretty well. And uh, it's also street legal and track legal, which is nice. And then um, we're evolving most of our race shells actually uh, into the next variant, uh, just because there's new safety requirements. So we're uh, engaging a lot more with FIA um, being a really true partner with them as as we were trying to also work on how do we localize things and, and be smart about it. Uh, sustainability is top of mind of all of our customers and, and us as well. And so we need to evolve to go with it. And it's cool to see all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. I mean, things that you didn't think of that you could apply to race cars or to just even your normal car uh, in regards to taking linen, right, and make it into B-Comp 
which is a natural fiber composition that would be, be working towards uh, replacing carbon fiber. Uh, it's a little heavier, uh, but and about the same price, but it also doesn't, when it breaks, it doesn't have any fibers that go up and, you know, you can't breathe them in. And, and those are the things you have to think about that we don't traditionally think about. Uh, so it's kind of cool world with all the evolving technologies right now. Well, I can tell you from well, the enthusiast point of view and all our listeners here on the Mustang Owners podcast, we just think it's super cool that we've got an enthusiast uh, that who's uh, totally engrossed in the product and working at a enthusiast car company like uh, Recaro Automotive and making products for us. And she's out there being the voice for us at Recaro Automotive. Thank you so much, Nicole, for spending some time with us and for all the work you do at Recaro Automotive. No, thank you. And thank you to our teams, right? I mean, I'm not here by myself. I'm here as a representative of a, a very strong team that we have in Clinton Township. We're in the Detroit area. And um, it's because of them and their passion towards making a success for our partners that allows us to do what we do. So it's it's a global effort and a regional effort. Well, we'll definitely be checking you out. Uh, it's uh, www.recaroautomotive.com. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, get out there and take a look at what Recaro's got coming on their 60th anniversary and to see what Nicole's working on. We'll stay uh, tuned with you guys. And Nicole, thanks for checking in with us. And Mike, we'll when she uh, sneaks you a little bit of a head start on what's going on next with Recaro, we'll have to have her back on again. Well, thank you, everybody, uh, for listening in tonight. And thank you again, Nicole and Mike. Um, we'd like you to know that we're, that's what our, our goal is here on the Mustang Owners Podcast, to keep you running we're neck and neck with all the things that are going on in our industry so until next time we'll just have to catch you down the road